Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic, and I've got an incredible guest. Not only is he incredible business-wise, but he's an incredible person, a longtime friend of mine, a fantastic guy, all around one of my favorite people, Kit Gray from Podcast One. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. Really exciting to spend some time with uh, one of my long, long, long time friends, Ian. So good to see you, buddy. Oh, I know. It's crazy. I know. It's like, oh, it's how time passes by fast. Uh, <laughs> seems like just yesterday we met, but uh, it's been decades. Um, but, you know, Ket, before we get into it, tell, uh, you know, I want to talk about where podcasting is going because you see a lot of it. I mean, obviously, people are starting podcasts left and right, how it can work for a business, how you're seeing it, how to get traffic, how to monetize it, all that stuff. But tell us a little bit about Podcast One and how you got it started. Well, I went to business school where you and I went to school together, and I went off to work for uh, a division of iHeart, which is like the big radio conglomerate uh, across the country, and learned about representing radio stations and figuring out really where the ad money is on a national level, dealing with media agencies and planners and buyers and clients, and really kind of understanding okay, what is the process to get money? And then how do you facilitate deals to get the most amount of money you possibly can? Learn that business, lived in Chicago, <clears throat> New York, uh, Boston, then started uh, in LA um, for a new division for them back in 2004, 2005. Um, I quickly knew that Radio, uh, especially living in Los Angeles, being a kid from Boston, you know, my options were listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers over and over again on K-Rock or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Laker Talk with They Hate the Lakers or, you know, uh, Spanish programming. So those were my options on the radio. Fred Toucher wasn't around then, was he? <laughs> Funny enough, I listen to Fred almost every morning going to work now because you can do that. You can live in L.A. and listen to a radio station in Boston on demand. And, oh man, Fred is so great. And it's uh, it, there really was some characters in that fraternity house we all lived in. For sure. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, Fred Toucher lived like three doors down and <laughs> we, really, we really had some some meetings of the minds and we didn't even know it back then so it was uh <laughs> it was you know fred fred sounds like the same guy he, he's he's so funny he really is great um so yeah i that was my thing i came out to la and i was driving around the city um going to meetings at business meetings and realized that selling radio was going to be a tough putt for me because i just didn't really believe in it anymore um I believe strongly in the audio business, and when I when a guy named Adam Carolla, who I still work with, you know, some ten years later now, uh, almost fifteen years later, Adam um, was really the first guy that you know did podcasting on a mass scale, and and it was because he got fired. He w he was actually the West Coast version of um, taking over for Howard Stern, you know, when Howard left to go to Sirius. 
And when he got fired by CBS, he started a podcast. And this was when you had to actually take your iPod, not not an iPhone, your iPod, and plug it to your computer and download it in. And, um, you know, it's like, wow. To do this, though, it was really a great experience because you could then listen to it in your car. So usually through, like, one of those, like, tape machines, right, like, that you had to hook up, you know? Like, yeah. There's no Bluetooth <laughs> or any of that kind of stuff now. But um, <laughs> so that was the process. And in ad selling, like, which I'm a sales guy, you, you know, that's what you want. You want to reach guys that you really, really know you have. And if um, someone like Adam Carolla could get somebody to go through that process to listen to his show, um, you know, there's something there, right? So, like, I reached out to Adam just on an email, still working at iHeart, and um, they, they, he got back to me, and, and, and I actually introduced him to – you know, all the legal zooms, the stamps.coms, the Citrix, go to meeting, go to my PC, all of those brands before anyone else started doing that in podcasting and, and really proved the model. There was a guy, a guy that I know well, who ran the Citrix account up in Santa Barbara. I went up to, to him, we did a test, you know, a 12 week test for each deal. And, you know, I was hopeful it would work. And you basically get a free trial, you know, so you'd have to put your name in and they saw such great ROI that they offered me a two-year deal right then. And that's when I knew I had a business, right? So I then went out that's to awesome. Chris Hardwick, Mark Marin, Bill Burr, CBS for 60 Minutes and created a network just like radio stations would create a network uh, and then sell those to those brands and, and make some money. And uh, long story short, <clears throat> I got pretty close with Adam uh, Carolla, and Adam, if you guys remember Loveline, which was a huge show on MTV and um, with Dr. Drew, and, and it was on K-Rock out here, and it was, it was really a big deal. Um, you know, that was all started by a guy named Norm Pattis, who owned and ran Westwood One. He found Westwood One, which is still around now. He knew Adam and he said, who's making all this money for Adam in the podcasting space? That was me. So we, we created a business together. He threw some money down and then, uh, you know, we built a company now that, you know, does, I don't know, 30 million in revenue and uh, has 200 some shows and employs 40 to 50 people across the country. And, you know, we're kind of growing at a, a rapid pace. We were just acquired by a company called Live by Live, um, which is actually changing their name to Live One, publicly traded company, uh, really in the music technology space, uh, talent management in the sense that they go, you know, film uh, concerts, right? So if you're, you know, there's a great show in, in Chicago actually this weekend um, that they're going to be able to uh, distribute globally, you know, over the internet for anyone to go visit, right? So um, there's a cool fit there between us in the sense that there's a, a new business in podcasting. It's not just doing a podcast, it's merch, live shows, it's, you know, touring, it's, uh, subscription models, um, you know, TV now and video, right? Uh, there's now the IP business, which is, uh, you know, something that we're getting into at podcast one where. You know, we, we, we work with people that have done shows for Amazon and Netflix and create shows like Bad, Bad Thing, which is done by Barbara Schroeder. And um, she wrote and, and did uh, Evil Genius on Netflix. And, you know, now we're out shopping that particular podcast as, as something, you know, bigger. So 
the the business is just evolving. Um, still probably in the third inning, you know, of a, a nine inning game, and um, you know, there's scale. It's still um, there's a lot to it. I mean, like you programmatic and you know, technology has expanded quite nicely. To you know, there's transparency and who's seeing your ads and you know, all that there's, there's transparency and numbers and downloads and how many people are listening and targeting. So I can deliver ads just to LA if I wanted to, or just to Florida. Um, that's a whole business that's taking off, which is allowing like local uh, networks to be formed now. And, um, so it's, it's, it's really rolling. And, and honestly, it's really the on demand, you know, nature of our world where, we're all a little spoiled now. We want what we want when we want it. Well, now you got it in the audio space too. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it's, that's amazing. I mean, because you saw it really, you know, what, what, six years ago, no one knew what, I mean, very few people knew what a podcast was much less how to yeah. listen to one. And, um, you know, where would you say were the big upticks in podcast use? What, you know, where did you see, when people really started to use yeah podcasts. um well you, you know when i started with adam adam had you know maybe 50 60,000 people listening a night to him right and um which when you think about it is a big number um that's a good that's a great number right imagine being i mean that's a that's a stadium right so now you know it's it's 5x that right it's 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 massive and some shows you know they're doing a million and a half two million listeners an episode right like if you look at look at the deals joe rogan struck or you know people like ben yeah. shapiro and and you know dax shepherd and conan o'brien so what really has kind of you know this became more or less at the beginning was a lot of comedians trying to sell tickets to their shows and having a good time on podcasts. Right. And that was really what it was. There was some sports stuff, um, mostly male programming, uh, just like most trends, it starts with guys and then evolves into two women and then they rule the world. Right. So that's, <laughs> exactly. so that's, that's where we're at. We got ahead of it on, um, Podcast one, Norm, who I talked about earlier, he and I went to New York City eight years ago, nine years ago, and just did a road tour of all the major media agencies, Verizon, Mediacom, you name it, Havas. We went there, met with all the top people, told them what we were going to do, asked them what they wanted, and everything was find moms, women, all right? And so... With that, we started, you know, doing things like a bunch of the housewives shows. Um, Caitlin Bristow, who's a, a bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars champion, has a huge podcast with us. Um, the Lady Gang. So we, you know, we just did a deal with Baby Mama No Drama, which is like the, uh, the, um, you know, the MTV, uh, you know, women that had had kids really early and and their life experience. So it's it's a lot of that. There's the Lady Gang Network. There's really this true crime network. We work with A&E and do cold case files and I survived and hopefully a lot more with them. Women love the, 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 you know, true crime stuff. And so that's exploding. So now when we go to brands, it's not, you know, no, no disrespect to the stamps.coms and those guys are great and they play great CPMs and it's a great business and, and great products. But now you've got an influx of, you know, home depots and, 
uh, Geico's and, and Hyundai's and, you know, Budweiser's and Miller, right? So like that, you know, the seltzer world that, that, <laughs> that has exploded. Right. And the, so that real money now is pumping into it where, you know, you're seeing not millions, but you're going to see billions in the next couple of years spent in the space. And, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you said, you got a captive audience. Uh, you know, we're all driving around listening to podcasts. I listen to them nonstop, audiobooks and podcasts nonstop. I don't even listen to music that much anymore. Um, you know, where do you see the format going? Because it, it's, you know, I think we all gravitated towards a traditional show format in the beginning. And you don't have to do that. That's the beauty of it, right? You can do whatever you want format-wise. Yeah. You know, it's really what you feel comfortable with. And there's like, I mean, look, Joe Rogan does like three hours, right? Um, you know, some people do an hour. Some people do a half hour, you know? So so it, it really comes down to like what feels comfortable um, for you and your host. There's really no time frame. There's no clock per se, right, in the radio world. So you can kind of talk about what you want and when you want and how you want. Um I look at podcasting as, and we do this on our sales deck, as just really an extension of your social media, but a more a stronger one, right? Because you actually have time to communicate, you know, beyond a, you know, 30-second TikTok video or an Instagram post, like, or a tweet that God knows where that's going to go in the world. But, like, you actually get to have a conversation with your community, and you feel like you're in the room with them. You 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 really do, and that's why these live shows are now popping up, which is crazy. You're basically going to an event where you're just seeing, you know, some random people just kind of talk for a couple hours or an hour, you know, and, but people love it. And, and it's, it's the new way to, to learn and communicate. And I think with COVID, that was a scary time for obviously everybody, but you know, business and, and it was, it was wild because we, we had a bunch of advertisers that one couldn't fulfill deals, you know, based on, you know, shirts that couldn't get shipped from China or wherever. It, like that was a, that was a real scary time because everybody's trying to pull out of their advertising commitments, which is how we run our business. But we were back in like two months, two and a half months growing, you know, and, and didn't really see, you know, skip a beat. People had different, consumption habits they weren't doing it in the morning driving to work they were doing it maybe later in the afternoon walking the dog or working out or you know but it became <clears throat> part of people's lives in a different way and as we navigate through the times of covid you know if we go back to offices or maybe we're not gonna do that i don't know that that we'll see um this is a great way to communicate with people and, and it's just a little different you know um I, I, I'm so passionate about the audio space. It's, it's, uh, I just, it goes back to me driving around with my dad to tennis practice when I was a little kid and not really having anything to talk to my dad about. Cause it was just a weird, awkward time you know? <laughs> when, when sports radio was on them. Then, you know, when they did a break, I could talk to him about the Red Sox and, and it all was good, you know? So it's, it's, um, I, it's such a, it's such a great thing. And, and I, I love it. I, I even, you know, you remember the old, like, uh, Lone Ranger stories and classic radio and, and you and I are we just we missed all that we're not that old. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> we're not that old. a little bit of that <laughs> once in a while like just towards the tail end you know being kids like you'd hear it just 
randomly and you'd be like, yeah. oh, this is awesome, right? How come we didn't do more of that? Well, now you can't, you know, and, and that's kind of the neat thing. Yeah. So. I know you have things like cereal that kept you uh, like, I mean, I think that was the big one for like my wife, Jess was because, you know, we'd be sitting in the driveway listening to that end yeah. of that episode and it, it was so good. And we'd listen to them all. I mean, uh, listen to like the smartless oh, yeah. podcast and you know, they're great podcasts and it's, it's perfect for, like you said, for conversations. And what I'd like versus cause I listen on audiobooks is that we don't have to, it sparks conversations, but like you said, but we don't have that yeah. big commitment. I, um, uh, and so, you know, I mean, do you, as far as marketing the podcast goes, you know, is, is it your, are you marketing the network or are you marketing the podcast? How are, how are you driving viewership and listen, well, listenership to the podcast? Yeah. So that is a really hard thing to do. Um, there's, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of great podcasts out there, literally hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And yeah, just like yeah, half a million yeah. podcasts or yeah. something like that. I mean, yeah. and they, they just keep on growing and growing, and and some are great, right? And and you'll just never be discovered because, you know, there's too much out there. You know, so yep. what we did, you know, and what our pro our, our there's two real ways to do it now. Um, but what we do at Podcast One, I mean, we have a whole marketing division. I have like four or five people that are just responsible for marketing programs and show launches and special guests and, and talent booking and making sure guests come on and actually do their social media as well. That's what being part of a network like Podcast One brings to the table, right? That's our cut of, of a revenue mm -hmm. share. We, we're, we're responsible to do that and use our expertise and learnings and ability to use volume in terms of buying impressions to do, you know, de decent deals, right? So, we we do that and and part of our deal with all the all the shows that we have is any empty inventory we get promotional spots so we're constantly you know promoting new shows or special events in our network now what we mm. found you know there's companies like Wondery and others that are spending you know tons of money with us to market their shows so we're doing the same thing oh. too so we'll buy media you know on like-minded podcasts and and we see of all the things, Facebook and Google search and Instagram, radio, TV, podcast advertising for podcasting is it, by far, it blows it away. So it's, it's understanding that is, is huge. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. It makes totally, sense. Totally. And there's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, you can, you can game it. There's plays like you can play the math game and, buy impressions at a certain level and figure out what, you know, what a listener's worth and, and, and be very calculated on that. And, um, the smart shows know how to do that too. So, and you know, as far as like platforms go, you know, I, I, I mean, and people always ask me this cause we do tons of stuff on YouTube. Um, and you know, I'm hearing more and more people that like from, they're like, yeah, I've listened to your podcast on YouTube and you know, they're using that. Where do you see the future of the platform? Yeah, that's no, that's a good question. So there's there's all these <clears throat> companies. There's Libsyn, there's Megaphone, there's Art19, uh, Launchpad One is my my company's uh, platform. We have our own platform, 
And when you, you mean platform, just so people understand it, is 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 basically where the show's hosted and then it's distributed to Apple and Spotify and iHeart and media players. If you have your own website or social media channels that you can push this stuff out to, that 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 is really like what a platform is. And um, there's a lot to that, right? Like there's the the programmatic side of it there's the numbers count there's the cms and looking at your numbers and what you want to see and pulling ads out putting ads in there's all of that to it and each one is a little different um youtube's an interesting one right because you know look a, a podcasting is an audible play and and everything is 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 really in that space you know in terms of ads and and ad buying right now but we are doing a lot of what we call podcasts, and it's funny you don't even need to you could just have a podcast nothing visually and you could actually just put it on youtube and and we do that with things like still and cold steve austin's podcast right and we still see huge consumption on that um and really that comes down to google especially youtube being i think it's the number two search engine in the world right so like that's yep. a great discovery play i'm still particular because mm-hmm. YouTube controls the ad, you know, the ad world in their sense. Like, yeah. I can't get in and do any kind of like programmatic buying unless they do it or or if I wanted to do a targeted ad buy through, you know, my show on YouTube, I can't do that. So there's definitely limitations to it, but it's a great discovery platform mm-hmm. and it's and it's in and, and you know, the people like Ben Shapiro and us and you know, Rogan, they're doing their ads and they'll have a title card there and they'll do the ad and video and you can, you know, effectively get more money from that. So that's, that's kind of the play there. Nice. Nice. And, um, so tell me, I mean, where, you know, growing a big business like podcast one, um, where were your challenges? Where were the biggest challenges in growing the business? Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, when I started it, with Adam, you know, contracts and, and understanding accounting. Um, I, I have an MBA in finance, but until you sit down and actually do, you know, QuickBooks <laughs> and and go through that, um, you, you know, that that's part of really understanding a business. And I think why I'm good at my job, or I believe I'm good at my job, is because I've gone through every single level of the process from signing a deal with talent to getting an advertiser to running it in a show switching copy out cutting it getting it to an advertiser (laughs) posting it out invoicing them collecting the money they're all these things you know that's just part of the process and why you know i i I still just know know it unlike anybody else because not many people have ever really done that right so like that 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 was just a great learning process and i think that all those challenges kind of make you better at your job down the road so i guess that was like a challenge i didn't have any money you know like i didn't i i was you know not married or any of that stuff without kids at that time in my life but you know so it was fine but i you know i didn't have the money to lock up an adam carolla for you know a a three-year deal that's seven figures plus right like yeah almost eight right so like it definitely eight so you know i i didn't have that kind of money so i had I, i knew that there was a lot of anxiety there because i started this 
and I didn't know how long I could keep it until somebody like iHeart or CBS figured out what I was doing and they have endless amounts of money or Spotify, right, where they can just throw it at it and they can take your business away ultimately. I got lucky. Uh, I met the right guy at the right time. We hit it off and we were able to build the business that way. Yeah, but I mean, I mean definitely right place, right time, but you had a hustle too, obviously. See, everything. I mean, look, everything in life, if you just work hard and you're a good person and you try to be, you know, a good person, you're going to be all right. You know, you just got to keep, you just got to keep working hard and, and that's everything in life. And, and, you know, I mean, I, and we, we, we were in college together and we had a lot of fun, but you know, you were always doing really well in school and I was doing extra stuff too. And, um, we tried to get the most out of our, our, our buck being there. And, um, you know, I think you, you, you know, I learned that from my parents, my mom, yeah, my dad owns his own company and you, you just, that's who you, you are and you thank them for that. And you just kind of keep on grinding. But if I wasn't going to do this, I mean, you know, I had to figure something else out. So, and you know, if, if you were to start in the podcast business today and restart, Tell yeah. me what you, what would you do? Like if you, if you were starting from scratch right now, would you get in podcasting? Um, yeah. I mean, look, I still believe in it. Uh, it, it's, I still think it's the best thing to go out and sell. Like if I'm, if as a sales guy, like I want to go into a room and say, I have a very good audience, a strong audience, maybe not the biggest audience in the world, but I, I can bring you, you know, a million people that are going to listen to this spot that really love this person and that that's just a winning recipe when you go into any any brand meeting or any marketing meeting right so yeah it's i definitely do um you know running a big company it has it has its it has its ups and downs right i mean much of my job now is being you know a counselor <laughs> to employees, <laughs> um, which I love them all very much, but it's not, um, it's not me and my dog in a, and, and Marina Del Rey and my condo just grinding away, cutting deals and cash and checks. Now it's, it's a lot of different things. So it's HR and, <laughs> it's, HR and it's negotiating employment agreements. It's dealing with bosses. It's dealing with stockholder meetings, you know, so yeah, yeah it, it's, it's great, but it's, it's different, you know, it's but I, I, podcasting is, um, you know, I think we'll probably get into it later, but there's so many different ways that businesses can use this to communicate to their, to their, to their clients, to their staff, like, yeah, this, let's talk about that. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's perfect timing. It's a good segue. It's like, you've done this before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, how can businesses use podcasting? How do you see, where do you see the big opportunities in, for businesses? Like I'm going to start a podcast right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a great idea, right? It's a great idea. You know, the CEO of Johnson and Johnson should have a podcast. It is yep. It's a great idea. It's a great way for him to uh, implement a strategy and, and go through the strategy and have it recommunicated and, and, and make it work for everybody on their time. And, and I think it's a great, great way. Now you could talk to your clients, you could talk to, um, 
you know, certain clients that you have that are, you know, really involved in your business, um, you can involve them. It makes closer relationships with them. Um, I think, you know, when, with your staff, you can do that too. I mean, it's a great way for them to have a better understanding of the philosophies of the business. It's much more casual than, you know, a, an earnings call or something like that. Um, you can have speakers on it kind of libraries, that kind of content. Um, and you can go back and reflect on certain things. Um, but you, you, nonetheless, you can market it. I mean, you can, you can, we've done it for clients like Microsoft, 1-800-Flowers. Um, Trader Joe's had a great podcast that they did where, you know, it's very much understanding the Trader Joe's culture and, and why they do what they do. So, you know, a little bit more about why, you know, when I go shopping there, all of why it's designed the way it is. I think it's kind of cool, you know? I mean, oh, that's cool. I got to check that one out. Yeah, that's a neat one. Um, you know, Microsoft wanted to do a cybersecurity podcast, right? Where we would we would bring in a specialist and then bring some people from Microsoft in. And, you know, they are obviously a huge company and being able to distribute that on their social channels to their staff and clients and, and alike to, you know, make it a community. And I, I businesses are going to have a harder time you know, with COVID and people living all over the world, um, communicate. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to do it, in my opinion. I also think I have, I have good friends that, um, you know, have made millions and millions of dollars by doing podcasting, not just on advertising, but they own mortgage companies and they were just, Hey, I need a, I need a way to, you know, market my mortgage company, but I'm actually a good talker and I can, you know, bring some value that way. There's a lot of opportunities there, um, you know, in, 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 in doing that. So it's, yeah. those are all the different ways. I mean, and yeah, and I, I think, you know, I, I interviewed Jeremy Weiss uh, about this and he, they're an expert, you know, and they do a lot of podcast production for businesses. And I think the biggest one for me has been networking. The people yeah. I meet, you know, I get to talk to you, you know, we talk otherwise, but I get to talk to you about business and have a, a different format of conversation. I think that's, it's a fantastic networking tool. Oh, it's, it, it's great. I mean, especially in this world where conferences aren't, you know, I went to a conference in Nashville recently for the podcast movement and it was great to see people again. It really like fantastic, yeah. you know, but like, it's not, not everybody was there and there's, you know, people are scared of COVID still. Totally understand it. It's this is a way you can do that type of stuff and 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 you know just connect with people a different way. I I just I think it's fantastic. It's only going to evolve. You know, it's it's only getting better with technology yeah. like the, the the Riverside app that we're using right now. This is fantastic. You know. Yeah, yeah. This is a great piece of technology. Uh, hopefully, Riverside reaches out and sponsors me. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of. Fun. <laughs> speaking of sponsorships i mean you're an ad sales master you know should small businesses be thinking about sponsorships who should be thinking about sponsorships and 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 monetizing in that way and how do you do go about doing that what's the best way yeah so small businesses absolutely should be doing this there's going to be a transition into podcasting, advertising, not on just a notional, national basis, but a local basis. We've, we've done it for years. Um, we, we, can, we have the scale, right, to put a network together of um, 
of listeners in Southern California. So I can go down to Southern California Toyota dealerships who all over TV and radio, but I can say, well, why not get, you know, 5 million impressions in Los Angeles of podcast listeners now introduced to your spot? And they're like, that's great. I go, there's no SoCal Hyundai in there or Nissan. You're the one, right? So yeah, that being able to have that scale is the key, right? So not many places have that. So that's that's the hard thing. So you'll start to see now with iHeart, um, Odyssey, which is Intercom, used to be Intercom, um, Cumulus, Westwood One, a couple of these like bigger groups um, are going to be able to do that kind of stuff and use their local staff to like sell that inventory. The key is, do you have the inventory, right? Like there aren't that many people that live in, you know, Nashville, for instance, that are listening to podcasts yet still. So you gotta get scale, right? Um, Yeah, so you gotta gotta go to certain, certain places that can bring in, you know, our company, we have a deal. We have our podcasts. We have like local podcasts, like Hubbard Broadcasting, which is owned uh, owns a percentage of Podcast One. They they have WTOP. They you know they're in Chicago with the Drive. They're in Phoenix. They're in Seattle. So what we're able to do is take a group of podcasts there, repurpose a bunch of their po- uh, radio stations. So like if you don't hear them in the morning, you can actually listen to them on demand. And then supplement that with all the Podcast One network shows of listeners in Phoenix. Plus, there's another marketplace that I can tie into using you know, uh, our relationships to other podcasts that are on a hosting platform. So I can now go to you know, the Phoenix Toyota dealership and say, I've got you know, two, three million do- uh, impressions a week I can deliver, which is worth their time, right? You know, yeah. If it's 500 listeners... And four of them are in Phoenix. Like no one's going to give you the time, right? So you, you've got to you got to find the places that have scale. That being said, if I'm a small business and I can get into that world, even on a CPM basis, you know, even with low numbers, you're going to see great returns because people just love those podcasts. They just do whatever they are. Love it. Yeah, love it. And, uh, you know, I, I, we got to go, but I, you know, I've got a few minutes left real quick. Sure. You know, uh, we're marketing stories is one of the themes for this season here. Um, you know, like crazy marketing stories, failures, funny things you did. Do you, ha- I know I'm putting you on the spot, but do you, ha- I mean, all the marketing you've done, is there something that was blew, like surprised you blew it out of the water or something that you, you expected to work and you dumped a lot of money in and it didn't work? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that never happened, right? You've never spent money on marketing and it didn't work. No, they all work, right? Everything works. <laughs> you just you're batting a thousand. Um, no, I mean, look, I I would put all if I had my own small business or business, I'd put every dollar that I have into podcast marketing, no doubt. TV, radio, banners, social media, waste of time in my opinion. Um, you'll see. You'll see your best returns in podcasting. I've done stupid things. I mean, we bought a billboard on Sunset for a podcast launch because talent wants it. You you do things sometimes that you know aren't going to work for the greater good, right? Um, <clears throat> those type of things. Uh, as far as campaigns, podcasting 
and, and this is what's going to be a bit of the challenge because unless you really have a relationship with the talent, that's the key, man. I mean, like if iHeart and all these like thousands of podcasts they have, but do, can they really pick up the phone and call and say, Hey Adam, I need you to do this. Right. For, yeah. for Adam, we did a uh, Adam Corolla, you know, Corolla, like Toyota Corolla. We did a, a Nissan Versa campaign. Years ago. <laughs> and so we changed Adam's show name to the Adam Versa show. Right. And like literally <laughs> did like a whole thing on that. And then a video series where he was, driving and tie he's a car guy so he's talking about all the great things and the value of the versa and you're able to do fun cool things that way not all brands like that um kfc still mad at me right now because i didn't have the chicken you know right on the set for a pitbull podcast so you know <laughs> it, depends, it depends on how uh, things work you know yeah. uh yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna tease this out as why KFC is still mad at the founder of Podcast One. Oh, no. They're mad at me. Pitbull's mad at me because the studio smelled like chicken. Dude, I thought oh, man. Was, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I thought everyone would like it, you know? Sometimes it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kit, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. All right, brother. I love you. I hope you're well, man. Love you too. Take care of yourself, thank you. Okay? Yeah, and, and thank you all for taking Kid and I on our journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.